Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, a widely traveled hasher over the past 42 years. We hashed together for quite a while in Cairo. He's now the RA of Budapest Hash. Please welcome today on the podcast, Bankrupt. Welcome, Bankrupt. Hi, good to be with you. Bankrupt, tell us when and where and how you started hashing. Around about uh, March 1979 in Kuala Belait in Brunei. Uh, I was working there. I'd, only, I'd been there about well, six months, maybe. Someone I knew from a trading company called uh, Harrison's and Crossfields, you know, old-time fusty colonial company, said, well, why don't you come to the hash? And I'd never heard of it. And so I went along, and it was wonderful. And uh, I met lots of people I didn't even know existed. Kuala Belait was a very small town. It was a, a, a kind of shell company town. And if you didn't work for Shell, and I didn't, you, you didn't get access to their beautiful sports club. So it's quite hard to get to know people. The first thing I noticed was, you know, hashers were quite rebellious and they weren't all shell people, which was good to know. I've met quite a few people there, had a hell of a time. And after about a year and a half, I moved up to the capital of Brunei, a place with the incredible name of Bandaseri Begawan. I started hashing there with a the Banda hash. I just moved on from there, everywhere I went in the world. Uh, I sought out the local hash, and uh, through the fullness of time, I got a, a hash name, which is Bankrupt, because I worked in banking. I mean, at one point, I was actually, I actually had a different hash name. I got renamed in uh, Istanbul as Randy Dextrous for a naughty behavior at a hash party. So now I'm back to bankrupt again, so I'm not sure how many hashes I've been on. This, this could well be, I don't know, Budapest hashes, maybe. The, well, as member and visitor, maybe the 40th. Is there any storage your name or just you're a banker, so they called you bankrupt? So, yeah, it's mainly because of my job. Yeah. And even though I'm now retired, I've been retired for a couple of years. Yeah, the hash name stays with you for life, as we tell new hashes here. Uh, so, so it's still bankrupt, it always will be. What are all your stops? You started in Borneo. Well, our man was about 80 to 82, and then it was Hong Kong, that was about 82 to 84. Then it was Alain in the UAE. Didn't they call themselves the Warehash? Uh, yeah, I think they did at the time. Uh, Alain was a, a you know kind of remote place, and the hash was a little bit crazy. Every time someone said they were from Alain, people would say the Warehash. Uh, from Alain, it was the first of my two wonderful jaunts in Bangladesh. That was Chittagong in Bangladesh, and then after Chittagong, it would have been Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, then it was Hong Kong again. Then it was Indonesia. Uh, then it was Bahrain. Kind of, a new employer decided it would be a hell of a laugh to send me back to Bangladesh again. Where did you live in Indonesia? Uh, in Indonesia, I lived in a place called uh, Semarang, uh, which is in the cent- central Java. Uh, which had had then quite a large hash. I think it was about 80 people, 90 people, a lot of foreigners. That was a good hash. That was a lot of fun. After my lovely time in Bahrain and then Bangladesh, uh, I was briefly in uh, in Doha, uh, then Egypt. It was a long time in Egypt. That's where you and I met. Yeah. And then from Egypt, it was uh, Hungary, uh, then to uh, the Caribbean for quite a long while, nine years, in St. Vincent, where there wasn't a hash. I tried to found one, but I couldn't find enough interest. Really tried hard, but I went on some regional ones. I went to uh, Barbados. Uh, I met up with the the Port of Spain hash uh, when they they came up to St Lucia. Those are some of the craziest people I met. And then in 2015, back to Hungary, where I sought out the the Hungary hash, the Budapest hash. There's only one hash here, and that's where I still am. I retired here, and I'm now the RA of the hash. Contrary to some of the trends that that I've seen worldwide, you know, hash numbers declining, ours are booming. We we've gone from 
about uh, four or five members showing up every Sunday, and the average age being well over 60. So now we've got something like 25 uh, to 30 showing up every Sunday, and the average age has fallen way down to mid-20s. Oh, that's great. When I, I hatched in Budapest after Cardiff, so 2004, and it was at that handful size. We've got a new GM. I mean, the previous GM was the, uh, the hair raiser's dog. Because, <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted the job, so we appointed the dog. A new hasher joined us, uh, Sasquatch, from uh, Hashton Dilly. Uh, Sasquatch is in his early 30s, and he's, he's very hot with social media, especially things that I'd never heard of, um, internet tools, thing called Meetup. He used a lot of this, and we, we did use a little bit of subterfuge to try and get millennials and young people in, because if you tell them it's a hash, they either think you're going to smoke dope or you're insane. So we said it was a hike. Millennials love hiking. I don't know why. They love hiking, but they don't want to do much else. We got them along and told them it was a hike, and at the end of it, we revealed it was a hash and we have a normal circle and some don't come back but about probably seven out of ten do come back and we get more joining uh, all the time because especially right now at, uh, we carried on running you know, socially distanced running during COVID which is allowed by the regulations here because a lot of young people had, had nowhere to go and a lot of them I think were going so crazy staying at home we've been very successful whether we can keep this momentum up I don't know uh, Sasquatch has done a great job of revitalizing the hash and so we, we now have quite a young profile apart from the places in the state that is bucking the current trend of aging and shrinking hash clubs. Yeah. Huh? Well, good. the good thing is is that the majority of the older hashes have taken it very well. We, we had a few people who grumbled because, for example, we didn't even have a run fit. And so we had no money in the kitty for T-shirts or collectibles. People asked us for things. We never had anything, which was disappointing because we do get a lot of summer visitors from Western Europe, you know, from Germany, uh, Vienna especially. They come down here a lot. So we introduced a run fee. It's about three euros. Uh, we've been very successful. We've collected enough money to place an order for T-shirts and hats and other stuff in, in Thailand. We have a hasher who splits his time between Budapest and Thailand. He's arranging all that. Who's that? Ah, uh, uh, it's someone you probably know, Paprika Smiley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mr. Mr. Smiley, yeah. He's having a great time <laughs> in, the, in the massage parlors of that, yeah. Uh, but he's also working hard for us, and he's uh, he's got a lot of teachers. Uh, I think he's going to be bringing them over quite soon. Because travel is now opening up. This is the way to go, you know, to get on social media, uh, to not necessarily say it's a hash, don't scare people off right at the beginning. Mislead them a little bit, a little white lie that it's a hike. Uh, a lot of them have said to us, you know, we thought hiking was just the same old people doing the same old stuff. This is fantastic. We've got people volunteering to be hares now. We, we know, we're naming a lot of people. We, we named two people last week. Uh, two weeks before, we had three, three namings in one day, which was a bit exhausting for me. But these people are becoming enthusiastic hashers. They don't know too much about hash history, but we're introducing them that to them sort of carefully. And we hope that when they travel, they're, they're going to hash locally. And some of them are amazed. You, know, you tell them, by the way, there's probably a hash in your country. So, of course, they whip out their phone and look, oh, my God, there's a, there's a hash in my hometown. Uh, so we're hoping to spread the word like that. And uh, if we can keep this momentum up, we, we think we'll, uh, well, maybe not double the numbers. You know, we think we might get up to about 35, 40 average turnout. That'll be good. When yeah. It used to be five or six. We went through most of the regions of the world. Most of them. All kinds, a lot of different hashing tradition. Now that you're back in charge, as you have been other places in Budapest, what traditions are important to you that you kind of said, okay, I like this for the identity of our hash? The most important tradition to me is the tradition of fairness and that the hash is not a race or a test of endurance or physical ability or skill or beauty or whatever. It's not, it's, it's, it's nothing like that. You know, there's, there's no prize for coming in first or last and we don't use those terms. 
a totally non-political, non-religious, non-pretty much everything forum. You know, if you have personal opinions that you're itching to share with the world <laughs> and they're on religion, politics, or whether you'd like this kind of person or that kind of person, we just don't want to know. Uh, this is made clear to everybody, and we haven't had a problem with that here. And we have two hashes, for example, of diametrically opposed political views. You, you couldn't get two people more opposed. It's never mentioned in the circle. That's good. Uh, the second thing is that the... We really have to, we have to have proper trails laid. We don't, the last thing we want is lay, you know, laying a terrible trail and we get a load of newcomers lost because they're not going to come back. But a trail has got to be sensible and sane. Uh, last Sunday we had 18 kilometers. I thought that, personally, I thought oh. that was a bit too much, but we were a very young hash now. You know, the average age is way below mine and they all loved it. The fact that I was the last in, they <laughs> what, you know? Yeah, they're away from me. I'm the RA, you know, they can't start the circle of my thunder. So great, you know, a few people said, mm, a little bit long. It, it nearly killed me, but uh, okay, uh, you know, the young, the, the younger people there loved it and they were quite capable of doing it. So, you know, don't get them all lost. Don't get people stuck on hilltops in darkness. We run all the year round here. And so, you know, the European winter, when it starts by 3.30, you know, the last thing you want is half a dozen hashes are still stuck in a forest somewhere. So, you know, take care of the runs. When hares are new, they, they go out with an experienced hasher. They, we want them to understand that there's certain things that, okay, maybe you can run 50 kilometers a day, but others can't. Let's be reasonable. The third thing is the circle. The circle to me is absolutely vital to any hash because otherwise we're not a hash. You know, we're just a stroll. Even if we, even if we lay a trail with flower, you know, we're just a stroll. In the circle, and you know, certain circle etiquette, you know, don't talk while the RA is talking or, you know, we will send a demon to your house to, to burn it down. Whatever punishment is inflicted upon you, it's probably something you did wrong anyway. Take everything in good spirit. Nothing is meant to be offend you and hurt you. And this is why we seem to have people almost queuing up now to be hares. We, we had uh, wow. two namings last Sunday. The, the two weeks before, we had three, three new hares on the same day. Uh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit chaotic, but uh, you know, people wanting to be there. So those those three are very important. And the final thing over here is because we're in Europe, you know, we expect to have somewhere to go afterwards. Now, COVID has restricted us a lot. So the regulations here did allow that. Uh, you could go and exercise ostensibly not with other people, so we weren't with anybody, were we? Uh, but now it's eased up a bit. We can go to pubs and bars, but we have to sit outside. So it's really incumbent on the hares to make sure that we go somewhere decent afterwards. Or, or they arrange some beer for the circle, and that works. You know, people, the, the younger element expect that. They, they expect the hash to be sort of party-oriented. I saw a piece that Hazukashi wrote recently. It was in Facebook about, uh, you know, beer stops on the hash. I mean, I agree with it. Yeah, every, every check shouldn't be a beer stop, but mm-hmm. you know, we usually have a, a beer stop halfway uh, because the places where we stop are, are generally, uh, they're generally sort of recreation areas and forests and so forth, and there's, there's almost always, uh, you know, a pub or something there. So, you know, if we went straight past it, the younger hashers would be maybe disappointed. So those are the important things that I, that I, I, I try to maintain on the hash here. It, it does seem to be working. We have the, the newcomers return. They tell other people, more people turn up. And, uh, you know, it's starting to come to life, which is good, because when it was just a half a dozen of us, uh, it really wasn't going anywhere. Budapest naming is after you set your first trail. Hash names are decided in a, a thoroughly undemocratic manner. We uh, we ask the uh, the Virgin Hare what the, what they do, what their name is, what are they doing on the hash, and various things, and then we send them into Perda, about fifty meters away, uh, while the whole congregation decides on a name, and everybody can vote as many times as they like. 
Are the hash names more double entendre or kid-friendly? They're more double entendre than kid-friendly. We don't have too many children on the hash. I think you'd call it a mixed hash. Uh, we don't we don't often have people bringing kids. But that being said, we don't deliberately set out to piss someone off. We named a Kazakhstani hasher a few months ago, and of course, you know, the temptation to put something about Borat in it, but we knew that mention of Borat makes her mad, so we, we, we had no Borat. Uh, we named a Finnish hasher last week, similar thing. Have you had any experiences with white powder scares or run-ins with the police? Curious Hungarians ask us what we're doing. When we explain, there's never a problem. We did have a woman call the police once because we had an on-on near her house. The Hungarian hashers spoke to the police, and the police just burst out laughing and got in their car and drove away. And when I said, well, <laughs> what's this about? One of the Hungarian hashers said, well, apparently a, a woman in one of these rich, expensive houses called the police because, quote, there are foreigners outside. <laughs> The police thought this was ridiculous, and uh, they just walked off. No, we've never had any problem with that here. Have you held red dress runs there? We do, we've had red dress runs in the past. Uh, we're now uh, thinking about organizing another one. When it was just five or six of us, uh, there was, it really wasn't the impetus to do it. But now we've got uh, all, a much larger, larger group and a younger group. I think the idea of a red dress hash is going to go down quite well. So... Uh, I'm going to have a word with some of the older hashes, and we're going to float the idea uh, in a circle and see what the reaction is, and then give them, say, I don't know, a month or something to get a dress organized, and then we'll set up a red dress run. In principle, I, I, I would love to do it. Uh, we have done it before in Budapest, but not in recent years. And then once we tell them it's all to charity, I think they're going to be happy. What are some of the crazy things that have happened in hashing to you in the last 42 years? I think there were three, three bizarre hash stories. I mean, the first one was from the Kuala Belight days, the earliest hash. Uh, we had a, a priest join us on the hash, and he's one of these priests who dressed in cities. And he was very keen to get involved, and the, he, he, he co-head. And the trail went back to some kind of nunnery that he was in charge of. And the nuns had cooked up some lovely curry, and then they'd, you know, they made a quiet departure. Uh, we, we filled him so full of beer that we persuaded him to stand at a, a sort of mobile pulpit that he, he had that he sort of carried around to villages. And he made some speech about hashing and then collapsed, uh, which we thought was, you know, the true power of God. Uh, in Chittagong, the, uh, the most important guy on the hash wasn't me or the, or the GM. It was the hash beer. It was also a quite prominent local smuggler. And uh, he called me up one day and said, oh, I'm bringing the hash, the hash beer to you tonight. Uh, just keep it overnight and it'll be gone the next day. And I said, well, why? Oh, uh, the police are raiding my warehouse tomorrow. And I said to him, well, how do you know that? He said, well, I pay, I pay them all off, of course. You know, what do you think I pay them for? You know, there was a hasher in Istanbul who uh, went to a hash party. And uh, he drove there and uh, got absolutely trashed and quite sensibly got a taxi home. But the next day, he couldn't remember where his car was. And it took him, I think, a week to find out where his car was. And he eventually found it safely parked in a back street. And he was from Bulgaria. Uh, so, of course, and he'd never hash name. So, of course, we had to name him. And it was uh, very appropriately Boris Carlos. Anyone ended up in hospital on your trails? Good. No one I know has gone to hospital from hashing yet. Who are some interesting characters you've met hashing along the way? Never-ending story from the Semarang hash, John Duell. Uh, I think I'm loquacious, 
We set up Hash Pub because we didn't have one. And, uh, John and I were investors and directors. Quite frequently on Friday night, we would just keep the place open by paying people overtime. We'd still be there at six the next morning talking about God knows what. John, John's just had a bout with COVID and he's, he's a little bit older than me. So I, I, I like to wish him a, through this medium a very good recovery. He, I know he's in hospital in Semarang and I, I've heard he's getting much better. So John's a great guy. So uh, never ending story. If you happen to hear this, get well, mate, and get out of hospital. I mean, very many characters from uh, Interhashes. I mean, I, I remember once, was it Goa? Um, yeah, Interhash experience. Some were good, some were bad. I remember in the circles in, in, I have to be honest, the circles at the 98 uh, Interhash in Malaysia weren't that hot until they were more or less hijacked by the visitors. I do remember being taken to the most awful bar by Penguin, and I, I, the way he got me completely drunk on, on, on some bloody toddy or something, and uh, wake up next morning and I thought, I thought someone had like a hatchet in my head overnight. And there have been very many hash characters, and you and I will mutually know quite a lot of the maniacs that we had, in, you know, like Bad Bastard in Cairo. He was one of the funniest people I ever met. And overall, you go to interhashes. Oh, interhashes, yeah, I love interhashes. I haven't been on a few lately because I tend to have been on the, on the wrong side of the world. Once things start opening up again to uh, resume that, and I've been telling some of the younger hashes here about interhashes, and they seem quite interested, so uh, yeah, long may it continue. Will you and Budapest hashers be going to Eurohash in Prague? Still thinking about that. The problem we have at the moment is because of Brexit. All the British citizens in, in Hungary have had to reapply to stay here. I have, and we, most of us haven't heard anything. Now, should I get my residence permit, I'll be fine to travel. At the moment, I'm not sure. I'm due this, the answer on this any day now, so I don't know. But I, I think a few of us are going to go. Sasquatch is talking about going, and if he goes, I'll probably go with him. Uh, he's, he's quite a character. Uh, he's the GM of the Budapest Hash. I haven't, I haven't made a booking, but, but put it this way, it's probable. Woody, not an interhasher, but Woody was the, at one point, was the GM of the Wan Chai Hash. And if anybody's ever hashed in Hong Kong, we know that Wan Chai Hash is about 90% Filipino housemaids. And Woody was a housemaid. And I never thought anyone would have the balls to do this. But she persuaded the young Chinese couple that she worked for to come to the hash. And they were very geeky, these two. You know, they were sort of, you know, skinny little Chinese guys with glasses, rather geeky types. And she not only got them to come on the hash, but awarded them a down-down for some kind of crime. I thought this was really bloody cheeky getting away with that, but she did somehow get away with it. She was also the star of a race that we used to have around Hong Kong, uh, which was limited to women only, and they had to have a drink at every check. It was like a hash, but it was really a race. Woody was quite good at this until she just decided that she was suddenly going to throw up. She dashed down a, an alleyway to, to throw up, and she was being followed by someone with a video camera. And what she hadn't noticed was, of course, she was totally visible through the glass window of a shop, so we got a perfect video of her puking up everywhere. Uh, so she was one of the better hash characters, but there have been you know, such an enormous number over the years. Has being an RA so much affected how you behave in other people's circles? Oh, I mean, being RA, well, I quite enjoy it. Oh, I have actually in other circles. Yeah, it does. I tend to want to interrupt too much. <laughs> being RA makes you want to interrupt too much. It's, it's hard to keep quiet because you always think you can do it a different way. I love being the RA. It, it is a little bit of a drain having to come up with something new every week. But fortunately, with such a large cast of characters, especially a young cast, there's generally something that someone's gone, done. Uh, it must be a sign of, of increasing age that nowadays I take a little notebook on the hash with me and I write down all the crimes uh, that people commit. Unfortunately, we have people who commit a lot of crimes. So, you know, the young guys can't leave their phones alone and we, we're going through forests and people are always stopping to have a peek. So there's always something I can get somebody on. And people tend to confess things to me as well. 
Have you collected and kept T-shirts from these places over the years? Quite, I've got a number of I haven't got all my hash T-shirts. Some of them disappeared because I've moved countries three times. I've got the waistcoat from Kuala Lumpur still, and that's got a fair number of badges sewn on it. I've got, I've got maybe 10, 15 hash T-shirts, but a lot of mine vanished in moves, uh, or they inexplicably shrunk. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I was just ironing a few just now. I don't know if you iron hash T-shirts, but I've got to show an example to the youngsters. So I have a fair collection of hash memorabilia and a few hats. No, all my mugs got pinched, either pinched or lost by the packers. Sadly, I don't have any hash mugs. There is a hasher here, Bangkok, who's got an amazing collection. He's managed to hold on to all his stuff, which is quite amazing, because he's moved to countries as many times as I have. Uh, I guess he must just might have had uh, better packers. Bangkok's uh, real name is Jack Carlin. He's our oldest hasher. Budapest hash, do you need to drive there or can you take public transport? We actively discourage driving to the hash. The way we work in Budapest is that we meet at the same point every week and we get public transport from there. Uh, public transport is pretty efficient in Budapest. There's metros, trams, trolley buses, buses, etc. going just about everywhere. Uh, so it's the job of the hares to work out how to get to the run site. We, we don't do too many urban runs. We didn't in the past because Budapest Budapest can get really crowded in the summer with tourists. This is before COVID. Since you take public transport, how do you get all the beer to the run site and to the beer check? Uh, it's the hare's responsibility to provide it. So normally, this means that they end the run somewhere near a supermarket, and then they have to dash off and buy the beer for the circle. A lot of hashers take their own. So a lot of people bring, say, three or four cans in a backpack. It's rare that we have any beer bought by car. Uh, the only hasher who does that is Bangkok, because actually a lot of people don't have cars here. Driving in Budapest is a bit of a nightmare because of the one-way streets and the shortage of parking. So quite a few people I know don't have a car. It's rare that anyone drive. The drink driving laws are very strict, so we, we don't encourage it. It's been great uh, being online with you, and we must have a chat again offline uh, from this purpose about our, our mutual times in, in Cairo. It was one of the best hashes I ever went to. People still talk about it here. We have a, a German hasher, Slippery69, who was on the Cairo hash, but not when I was there. And uh, she talks about Cairo all the time, so uh, that was a great hash to be on. Bankrupt. Is the RA always right? Uh, the RA is always right, even when he's wrong, because by uh, virtue of his position, uh, he is infallible. Uh, and even should he make some slip of the tongue or forget that someone's got a hash name when he thinks they haven't, this is uh, nothing to do with him. Uh, it's probably due to the climate or circumstances entirely beyond his control and doesn't in any way, any way restrict his ability to always be right. <laughs> that, that is the most pro-RA answer I've gotten. On the Budapest hash, the, the RA is also right and also controls the weather. Yeah. <laughs> so well, even when, for example, it's, it's pissing down and cold when it ought to be a warm European spring, which doesn't seem to happen at all this year because it's still pissing down and cold, that's justified on the grounds, well, of course I controlled the weather, but uh, I gave you an English summer day. <laughs> I want to thank Bankrupt for coming on the podcast today from Budapest, Hungary. This is the On On Podcast. Hasher stories, hasher voices, hasher history. Stay tuned every week for new episodes. Until next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet Coming for to carry me home.